This podcast is brought to you by Alliance Motor Auctions. Has your car shit itself? Then you've got to go with Alliance. It's the easiest way to buy a quality car at a very competitive price. Located in Moorbank, New South Wales. Call 02-9822-7200 or visit www.allianceauctions.com.au South Coast Window Furnishings. Have your window furnishings shit themselves? Then you've got to get in touch with SCWF. They service the south coast of New South Wales from Wollongong to Bermagui. Give Jamie a call for a free quote on 0408 812 007 or like them on Facebook at South Coast Window Furnishings. Elite Sports Physiotherapy. Has your back or another part of your body shit itself? Then look no further than ESP. Established in 2006, Elite Sports Physiotherapy provides physiotherapy and massage services to the people of Melbourne. Located on the mezzanine level, 13-15-1 Freshwater Place in Southbank, Melbourne. Give them a call on 03-8640-0328 or visit elitesportsphysio.com.au today. Also, special thanks to verse.com.au for putting the finishing touches on this podcast. Cheers. G'day. Thanks for listening. My guest this week is Aussie stand-up comedian, Nath Valvo. Uh, Nath had me over to his place. Uh, we talked about his dog, Darby, who coincidentally stood and just stared at me the entire time we had the conversation and did not let me pat her at all. But uh, nevertheless, it was still a good chat. We talked about his stand-up career so far, uh, how he goes supporting his partner's love of triathlons and Ironman events, and how we, him and I, survived a typhoon in Hong Kong one time. This is Taking It Easy with Daniel Connell. Nath Valvo, thanks for taking it easy with me today. How are you? Thank you, Dan. This couldn't be more easy if we tried. No, that's true. You've come to my house. (laughs) Well, thanks very much for having me in your lovely place. Do you go to everyone's house? Some. Some come to mine. Some I go to theirs. Some we meet at a mutual venue. Okay. Um, Should I feel a bit honoured that you've come to my house? No, I like it when I get invited because you get in for, you know, get to meet pets if people have them, (laughs) get to sit by a nice warm gas fire, (laughs) which is got fake wood in it, which is very cool. Yep. Um, Do I look like someone that would chop wood, Dan, for heat? <laughs> you think you're going to rock up to my house and see me in the backyard chopping wood? Yeah. No. Would be pretty good, though, if you had to <laughs> teed that up before I got here. Um, we're sitting here also, we have a guest with us, uh, sitting directly behind you in your mm-hmm. chair, looking over your shoulder, is your dog, Darby. Yes. Who's a Portuguese water dog. And who has more anxiety than anyone I've ever met in my life. <laughs> and she's freaking out because you're yeah. very tall, Dan. Yeah. All right, it might be your height that's freaking her out. She's not having a good time that you're here It's at been all. 25 minutes I've been in your house so far and she's not – I've had. I've got treats given to me to try and win her over and she's just pretty much said fuck you to that yeah. idea. <laughs> now she's just sitting next to you staring at me like, yep. who is this asshole? Yeah. I'm so happy I didn't have her when I was single on Grindr all the time. (laughs) Because that would have been just so much effort every time a strange tall man visited (laughs) the house. Just eyeballing your dates across the room. (laughs) To make you feel better, she is weird with everyone new. It's not just you. Okay. Hopefully I can win her over before the day's out. She's Um, very untrustworthy. She is very impressive though. She's a beautiful dog. Yeah. Um, Beautiful and complicated. That's how I like them. Yeah. That's my taste. You and the Obamas Mm. are the only people I know with Portuguese water dogs. Is that what drew you to them? I'm fully aware of how wanky the name (laughs) of her breed is. I'm almost a little bit embarrassed when people ask. But I didn't even know this breed existed until uh, we had to Google... Cody, my partner and I, when we decided to take the big step to have a pet, Mm -hmm. we had to Google non-shedding dogs because Cody sneezes a lot. Okay. And then we discovered this breed that Mm. doesn't shed. I'd never heard of this dog. And yeah, the Obamas had one. (laughs) Bo. So (laughs) that's the only two things I can really tell you about. Yeah. And how is uh, being a pet owner? Juggling juggling that with comedy. (laughs) 
I'd imagine. I don't know how I do it. Yeah. It is rehearsal, right? Mm. For a kid. Yeah. It's full on. Yeah. I'm genuinely, all jokes aside, very surprised at how much you have to do. Yeah. There's a lot. And do you? Walking, feeding. You walk every day? Twice. Otherwise, oh. she's a psycho. Yeah. So. Is that tw- two more times than you used to get out of the house? Uh, well, I only do one of them. Cody does the other okay. one. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, but she even hates walking even more now because uh, not long after we got her, I was walking her down near Sydney Road, for those of you in Melbourne, train, tram, a lot yeah. of traffic, very busy little busy. area. Yeah. And um, on, the, on the walking path, a cyclist took me out while I was walking her. Yeah. What? So You were walking on a... On a- Walking path. It was a shared path. Shared, okay. Like bike and walk. One of those weird things where just before he hit me, he said, like, sorry, in the midst of breaking oh, quick. Okay, like, yeah. we both knew it was going to happen. Like, Was it your back turn? No, to I, I was face. I don't know what happened, I think. And I also think Darby freaked out a little bit, so I had to, like, pull her in on the lead. Yeah. Anyway, so he hit me. This was on opening night of the comedy festival, by the way. Great. So this was Thursday afternoon yeah. of the comedy festival. Opening up, knowing you, that is the perfect. <laughs> Thank start you. To a and festival, I had to go right? on TV. That I had to go on TV that night as well, which was exciting. But also, like, I had enough excitement for the yeah, day. Right. Um, and the bike took me out, proper out. Like, I went over. Mm-hmm. Like, landed bad. It knocked you t- backwards. Took me. No, I went over the bike, as in oh. fully took my legs out. That's oh, why yeah, I went yeah. over. And Darby freaked and ran. And then she went missing for an hour. So for a whole Shit. hour, she was running around Brunswick when I was running around after her, screaming her name. It was very dramatic. And where was she? <laughs> uh, some, uh, apparently about a half an hour after she ran off, some lady saw her running and like grabbed her. Oh, that's lucky. And was just holding her. About to sell her and you got there in time. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So that's my story. Oh, no, no wonder she's so scattered. Oh, that's well, right. That was the point of my story. I probably was, look, do I look like the cyclist or something? Yeah, probably. maybe. I think maybe that didn't help her. Weirdness. I did ride a bike into your land room when I got here as well. <laughs> maybe that's why she's weird. I don't know. <laughs> she's yeah. lovely, though. She just tried to say something into the microphone. Mm. Have you got much material out of. <sighs> no. A lot of comedians will buy a dog to get the material. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, I'm not really gay. <laughs> I've mined that for all it's yeah, worth yeah. after 10 years. Um, no, I haven't got anything yet. I think like with a topic like a dog, for me, um, I'd have to make sure the joke's super good. Okay. Like real, real, real yeah. good joke to do it. Okay. If that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and I don't have one of them yet, mm. so I haven't touched it. Yeah. So you just said 10 years stand-up. Yeah. We're, we're similar age, I'm pretty sure. We're mid-30s. I'm 35, Dan. Yeah, same yes. age. Um, you started comedy 10 years ago? Uh, I've done, when I say 10 years, I meant the, uh, I've done 10 solo shows. Okay. Yeah. 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 So how old were you when you started stand-up? Uh, like 24. Okay. Yeah. 23, what, 24. What did you do before that? Um, when I left school, I started, we did a skit comedy group. Right. With two other guys. We're called The Shambles. Yes, I remember we, that. Yeah, we yep. did a Channel 31 show. Mm-hmm. Before then, we did radio, Sin FM. Remember Sin FM? Yeah. Is it still on? Yeah. yeah. At RMIT in Melbourne. So we did Sin FM. As The Shambles. As The Shambles once a week for like a year. Yeah. And then like on that show, we invented characters and all these people that would call in. Yeah. Guys, it was just us doing voices. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Tricks revealed. Uh, and then after doing that, we took them to TV, those characters. Yeah. And then we did real well on yeah. Channel 31. It was um, for the young people listening, back and out. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> it was before YouTube was what YouTube is. Okay. So if you wanted to like do a show or create something, um, you'd go and do it mm. on Channel 31, get some people to sponsor you so you could buy. Some app, like buy your time slot. Yeah, you know you had to like good. do so a bit of that stuff. Yeah, so you were making. We weren't making any money, no, no. but like if you could, if you could get your show sponsored, if if a company was willing to, you know, have two or three ads run when your show mm. was on, then Channel Thirty One would be like, oh, sick, you can have Seven Thirty Thursday. Great. And this was back in the day when everyone could get all the stations. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if you had. Yeah, you know your antenna attached to a broom attached to some foil <laughs> hanging out your window. You could get Channel Thirty One. Uh, so we did Channel Thirty One for a few years, and it did really well. 
Um, we got a lot of people watching it from that, which was cool. Did you do live shows? At yeah, so then we well? went live with it, yeah. and that's when we actually did proper, like, actually made some money. That's good. That's Not heaps, but like just money, Enough. full stop. Yeah. Like even just making any money. Yeah, and then splitting money three ways. Did that make you think, "Fuck uh, this"? Before gotta, the split, we had out. to like take out money for the costumes. Yeah. <laughs> So many props, Dan. <laughs> there were so many props when you do skit comedy. Uh, yeah, look, we didn't make much, but just the fact we were making yeah. any money was sick. Uh, and then that whole time I still wanted to do stand-up solo. I've always, I always wanted to, but I was too scared. And then after doing that show for a few years, I was like, oh, fuck it, just do it. Mm. And so I did a couple of the shows, but not at the comedy festival yet. I did right. like Midsummer, Okay. The Gay yeah. Fest here yeah. in Melbourne and just did a couple of like – Small things first yes. and went that way. Did you have any other jobs when you were... Oh, mate. What were you, what were you doing Shit, to I've done so you? many things. Most of them enjoy, like involves sitting on, in some degree. The okay. best job I ever had <laughs> for years, I got to work at the theatres in Melbourne. Like three or four of the theatres are run by right. the same company. So like the Princess Theatre, the Regent Theatre. Yep. And I was an usher. So you'd spend what, 20 minutes yep. getting people in. Ripping tickets or, oh, you're to the left, sir. And then you'd go and sit on your usher chair and just watch the shows. Great. I did that for years. Yeah. It was so good. That sounds like the perfect job. Of course. And I got to see Wicked. How many times? Oh, mate, like five times a week for a year. (laughs) And you would think that sounds like torture, but dream. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, like, Wicked. It was Wicked and um, Phantom of the Opera. I don't, they're yeah. the two I saw like a lot. Where, Phantom of the Opera would have to that, get, you'd have to get sick of that eventually, wouldn't you? Uh, yeah. 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 But you know all the, all the songs from both musicals off by heart. Mm-hmm. And every time I see a picture of Anthony Warlow, I get this shiver down my spine. <laughs> just the flashbacks of sitting in that room. Um, so I did that. I did other weird jobs like, do you remember Easy DVD? Yeah. Yeah. Is it still around? No, it's not. Maybe. I no, don't think it is maybe in country areas. Right, I worked there for ages. Is it just a, was it just a DVD? Just DVDs. Okay, nothing else. But easy. But, <laughs> <laughs> but it was really easy because of it. Yeah. But not like old school easy. Easy mm. spelt with a Z. Yeah. Okay. Like video easy. Oh well, yeah. But I'm easy the- DVD. <laughs> Feel like. So I worked there for a long time, Dan. Mm. At, the, at the Melbourne Central store. Yeah. That was cool. So there's part of you here with your job selection. I'm guessing you want to be a performer. Is that? Well, of course. That, I just yeah. sat in Easy DVD putting on movies <laughs> that yeah. I wanted to be in. Yeah. Watching Wicked that yeah. I wanted to be in. <laughs> I could be Glinda. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know that all that kind of random stuff. You've, yeah. You'd be the same. Every comic has two or three complete random jobs. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't. It wasn't anything perform. I was just. A chef. <laughs> After school. Boring. Terrible job. Wish I never can did you sh- it. Can you chef? I can cook stuff. So yeah. You're a good cook. Yeah, How did I not know to, this, Dan? To an extent, yeah. I, I lost the passion when I was 23 and quit. You put down the knife and put, picked up the microphone. <laughs> <laughs> Is that going to be the name of your book? Look at <laughs> Little bio. That's good. Yeah. I'll, wait, I'll write this We've down. We've toured quickly. together. Why on Roadshow and stuff have you never offered to like – Whip up something yeah, for the crew. Yeah, I just don't have the passion for it. I could, like, now that if you knew now and you asked me, I could do it. But I, yeah, it's doesn't just no passion there anymore. I can cook for myself and my partner, but that's it. Selfish. Like, yeah. Um, you're a Melbourne boy through and through. Yes. Where did you grow up? Greensboro. Explain where that is. Greensy. Um, From the city of Melbourne. That's north, is it? Uh, yeah, you go on the Hurst Bridge train line, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> or now it's the Diamond Creek train line. The Dymo's got a train station. It's about a 50-minute train ride. Yeah. 40-minute drive. <laughs> when you're young, you feel like you're ages away yeah. from the city. And even when I first started doing stand-up, it was like, oh, Greensy, it's so far yeah. away. But now that you get older and you're like, mate, I'd buy a house only only 40 minutes from the city. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So it's not that far out. But yeah, very, very, very suburban mm. School? Place. Very school suburban upbringing, St. Mary's Primary School on Grimshaw Street, across the road from a red rooster. Still there. Both. <laughs> like they're both still there. Have you been back to your school to give any talks? Or Primary school. Yeah. yeah, I went back um, last year. They did the uh, a comedy night. Ooh. 
To raise money for the to, school? Yeah, for, for a playground or something. And so yeah. they approached me to come down and I think I, I brought along Hickey, Geraldine Hickey with me. Yeah. I think maybe Dave O'Neill was on and the most – and I think this is the same with anyone, no matter what industry you're in. Three of my teachers are still there. Really? They were still there. So what's that? that's – you haven't been there for 20 – Three years. Well, I got, how old are you when you if finish primary 12, school? when you finish year six, aren't you? Yeah, about that. Wow. Yeah. So that were, three of them were still there mm-hmm. and somehow looked exactly the same. <laughs> I think teachers are like Steve Martin. They yeah. look the same age forever. Yeah, right. It's that red, red rooster chicken, that oily chicken across the road. <laughs> Preserved them. Yeah. But I couldn't get over it. I, I was like, I wonder if I'll recognise them. Yeah. And then I rocked up and just... Absolutely, instantly, there they were. There wow. was Mrs. Willits. There was Mrs. Graham. They were all just there. Yeah. Yeah. And and did it go well? Oh, mate, it did pretty well. <laughs> My local gear went off. Yeah. A couple of red rooter jokes, away we went. <laughs> but uh, And then Parade College in Bandura. Mm, I've heard of Parade College before. Yeah. Well Hallier went there. Oh, yeah, maybe that's and why. And a, a bunch of footballers, please don't make me name them. I was just about to say, uh, maybe that's why I'd heard it before. Yeah, it's, football, it's a big yeah. football school. Yeah. And uh, were you performing there in the, in the drama? <laughs> I performed in a play called Pretending I Was Straight for Six Years <laughs> So I Wouldn't Get Bashed. <laughs> a fantastic role. I shined yeah. then. <laughs> um, nah, I didn't do the musicals or anything like that at school because I was just yeah. trying to survive. But did you, did you, you would have been able to notice and link up with other guys in a similar situation, could you tell? Oh, no, my gaydar was real bad then. Really? Yeah, I couldn't tell. I mean, of course, every school has the absolute obvious gay kid. Right. Yeah. We had a couple of them in the year level, of course. Is it all boys as well? Yeah, it was an all boys school. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So, you know. So, statistically, out of there, there's got to be, oh, you know. And I was on the hunt mentally when I'd get home at night and have yeah. a good think. <laughs> <laughs> I'd go down that the list real hard. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, nah, yeah, no, I wasn't. <clears throat> I wasn't out in high school at all, to, mm. be, to be completely honest with you. I really locked it in when I was about 20 anyway. Okay. That's yeah. when I was like, oh, yeah, no, nah, you're okay. yeah. absolutely <laughs> yeah. full-blown gay. Yeah. Because <laughs> you had girlfriends had girlfriends yeah, through that all, time, didn't you? did all yeah. that stuff, all yeah. the girlfriends and yeah. all the – just confused yeah. and then, you know, suck a guy off drunk when I was 19 <laughs> and go, it's just something everyone does. <laughs> That kind of thing. Um, but yeah, in high school, I never really struggled, to be honest, because I just don't think I really knew yet. Mm. I mean, I knew something was up. Yeah. But. Do you think that school now, is, like times would have changed quite a fair bit and guys Probably were, not. No? Oh, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. You'd have to ask one of the students. But yeah. do you think that You'd a, like an all boys so. school of 1,200 like students would be cool now with the gay guys? Oh, I would hope so. You'd hope so, but yeah, it'd be, it'd be a good thing to find out. Yeah, to go and find out. Have you performed out. at that high school? No. No. They're probably too scared to ask you because it is also a Christian Brothers school. Okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> They'll be like, maybe let's not get the gay comic to come and do some jokes at the Christian Brothers high school reunion. Um, but yeah, I just, so it's, yeah. So I know Pete went there, I went there and Gautier went there. So oh. Wally Tabaka, wow. he's got a Grammy. That's good. So Alumni you know, right there. nothing but the best at parade college. <laughs> so you love the way I threw myself in the mix there yeah. with both of them. Yeah. Let's edit that bit out. <laughs> <laughs> and did you do any university after? Nah, did college? you? Nah. Yeah, nah. nah. I was like, nah. You had the life set for stage and screen anyway. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I don't know. if there Maybe if there was... Did you think back of your head though that you would just be a performer? Yeah, absolutely. Of some, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Even in like primary school. <laughs> I just feel most of us knew know it. Yeah. But then when we first leave high school, we just don't know how to do it. Mm. Don't you reckon? Yeah. We kind of just tread water for a bit because we just don't know what to do. Mm. No one is leaving school. That's why when you <clears> – <throat> when comics uh, – sorry, I just coughed into a microphone. How That's gross fine. for the I'm listener. really good at editing. Oh, good. <laughs> That's why when we get um, – when, when we're involved in like uh, the class clowns at the comedy festival, when we mm. get to go and maybe host a, a round or you have to judge that stuff sometimes, I am in awe of the – Kids that get up, kids, how old am I? <laughs> uh, the 14 and 15 and 16-year-olds that get up that have style, 
that have mm. it already, I'm mm. like, oh, no, I just didn't have any of that. Yeah. Some people say I still don't then. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, the actual stand-up and how to do it and where to go to do it, who the hell knew how to do that at 18? Mm, that's it. I, I don't think, yeah, you should sort of lock in a career or anything unless you're, like, playing a professional sport till you yeah 25 like it's yeah. just it, it takes you so long to figure out what the hell you're doing yeah. and where you're going yeah, um true. when you did do the first gig of stand up after you you know you've done your your uh, mm. uh with your trio yeah um and you've done some live shows with them yep and when did you take the f- so you did some of the midsummer you mentioned as well yeah when did you really start to take stand up seriously and well, do you know what i did with the um midsummer show which is pretty funny i um I never did a spot anywhere or tested my stand-up. The first time I did stand-up was an hour show. What? At the Midsummer Festival all those years ago, like 10 years ago. I so I, did, I guess because you already had a bit of a stage. Sure. I mean, of course I knew like, how to be news, on stage. Yeah. But I didn't go to any... An hour? I did an hour. You know, like a tent or something at, at, at the at festival? Midsummer, no, it was like a theatre. Please. So I'm getting up in a tent. <laughs> what is this? <laughs> like a theatre um, well, it, it wasn't a huge room It was some like You know 30, 40 seater At some venue in Albert Park For oh, okay. Midsummer Festival yeah. Like 10 years ago mm-hmm. And it was the first time I did stand up And it was an, an hour show mm. And I'll probably oh, I don't have a recording of it mm. And I think that's probably For the best I think it would be Horrific <laughs> If I listened back Did you just it. do it once? No I did like a Three or four night run Okay the what show a way was to called, start. What? What a way to start. Yeah, I know. But like most of the audience, let's face it, with my friends, okay. family, yep. um, some people that like the shambles. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just did a whole hour on, I didn't even know what it was really about, really. Any ga- no gags now that you'd still no, do? No, absolutely or? not. <laughs> I had a screen. I remember that. Of course I did. I had PowerPoint. Oh, did you? Yep. Like a projector? Yes. Pr- Do you remember anything that clicked through uh, on child, Childhood photos. Ah, okay. You know, yeah, the yeah. classic. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, some of them might be good. I might have to try and remember what I did. But I feel that the a comedian's curse is when you first start, you burn the good stories you have being a shit comic. Yeah. And then later, when you become a lot better and you learn how to do comedy properly, mm. <laughs> you've already burnt. Yeah, but Some the of positive stories. of that is that you've only done that to small crowds because you're That's unknown. I, I often look back through notes from eight years ago and 90% of the time it's terrible and I wouldn't give it another <laughs> <laughs> run in the light of day. All those jokes but about some, being a chef. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. But sometimes it, it's, it, there's a bit of gold in there. Yeah. Um, so when did you do your first festival? Uh, my first festival, that I can't remember what year it was, sorry. but that was, comedy yeah, festival. like nine years ago. Because I think next year is my 10th comedy festival okay. yeah. in a row. Yeah. So, yeah, nine years ago. And the show was called People That Annoy Me. Okay. And I was in the 20 or 30 seater at the Forum. Remember that? It was like you- Carpet Room. I don't even know if it's- I don't even think it was- the, Is it the Carpet Room? Yeah, I did that one. Yeah, too, that was the, my- The church pews. Yeah. Yeah. And you had to wait in the exit, in the emergency <laughs> exit stairwell yeah. before you brought yourself on. Yeah. <laughs> that was my first ever comedy festival. <laughs> um, was who good. were the people that annoyed you back then? Oh, mate. I can't. Well, that's, you know. Did your mum get a run? Because your mum gets a run. What are you trying to say? You're coming to my house to bully me about my <laughs> material. Is this what this is? <laughs> um, I think it was like a lot of celebrities. I think I was still doing that when I started. Yeah. Like I'd like go people in the Big Brother house and stuff. Probably some Big Brother housemates <laughs> and like you know. I think I I went famous people a bit in that show as well. Yeah. I think I did a bit of that when I first started, yeah. and that also had a screen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How many years did you do with the projector before you? Um, it? I think that was the last one. Okay. Oh, but I did another show that wasn't in the comedy festival <laughs> that had a projector. That was a show about Grinder, But okay. I needed it because I had to show the messages. People, yeah. Fair enough. But that show also had a projector because I had to show the picture of the people I was talking to. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we all get better, don't we, Dan? Yeah. And I remember that year, my first ever comedy festival, my first ever solo show, and the Herald Sun came. Ooh. And I was like, oh, here we go. Mm. Um, and they gave me one star. One star. <laughs> one star. What? <laughs> My first ever printed review was one star. Do you remember the reviewer's name? No. 
And you know what? It probably I'm was. I'm just going to bring it up on my phone while we. Don't, you don't. <laughs> Please don't Google it. It'll make me real sad. Um, and it probably was a one star show. Yeah. But I remember that. Mm. So you. Um, <laughs> well, I think everybody gets one, a bad one, at least mm. one bad one early. Sure. I got a, yeah, a couple of real stinkers for a solo show. Yeah. Um, Did you think that that review, even though we all live. Weird lives where we don't want to live by a review, mm. but at the same time, sometimes a reviewer can tell you something that maybe you need to hear. Yeah, yeah. There's a couple of things in it that I like thought okay. Yeah, it's a fair I'll enough. Take that on the chin, thing. but there was a few things that annoyed me because misquote. Yeah, so they misquoted me. Right, and that was probably the the main annoying thing. The review thing is really weird because mm. this year, for example, I had a really nice time and I worked really hard on my show this year, Dan. Mm. And I liked it. I was yeah. having a really good time. Well, you're, in my mind, you're the, you're the guy that always gets five stars in no, the last but, few years. So. But what annoyed me about it was that I, have, I was having a really good time and I was having good shows and mm. everyone seemed to have having a nice time. Yeah. And then at the back of my head, I was, still wasn't celebrating my show or my festival until the reviews came out. And then a couple yeah. of reviews came out in like week three or something and they were fine and they were mm. good. And it like made me feel like relieved, yeah. And that sucks because what if they weren't good, Dan? Yeah. What the last couple of months of me doing the show, having a really nice time, that's nothing. So you do really take them to. But I didn't think I did. But I realised after they did. came out, okay. when I woke up the next day, I felt like a bit lighter. Yeah. And that that shouldn't be no, the case. No. Yeah. I, I certainly don't uh, think about them in that way anymore. How did you do that? <laughs> Please Just, tell me. <laughs> I, I, I don't get, get many to come, to be honest, yeah. anymore. Um, yeah, and just don't read them as much as I used to. Because, yeah, like the, the word of mouth from the people that have come to the show is, the, is how you get the people in. You right. Know? Like, and I don't know how many for one review you're going to get through the door compared to, you know, it's going to be maybe 2% of your overall run will from be from review? that. review? Yeah. The rest is from yeah. the people that have been and enjoyed it and told their friends. Mm. It's also, yeah, you're right. But I don't know how to train my brain mm. that way. Yeah. I wish I could. <laughs> but yeah, and I was annoyed. And I didn't like search. I didn't have a Google alert. You know, just my, the publicist, my publicist told mm. that I was using, um, t- told me about yeah. them, alerted me to them. But um, yeah, I, I, that sucked. I was really angry that I was relieved and happy. Yeah. But then the other side of my brain is like, Fucking be b- be happy that they're good. Okay, Why can't yeah. you celebrate a nice moment? Because mm. there's not heaps and heaps of nice moments when you're a comic. Do you think because <laughs> of all your days spent in the theatre watching <laughs> theatre shows and they're so they reviews in theatre shows? Are, That's true. Could be, be that. Is that what it is? Maybe you've come from that background. Or it it's could a bit be. more embedded in because I've come from a, a chef. I guess chefing they still do stars as well, don't they? Your shows. A Michelin starred <laughs> comedy shows, Dan. So I've heard. I've never seen one. Um. You're listening to Taking It Easy with Daniel Connell. Hey, before we go back to the podcast, I want to tell you about someone. That someone is Melbourne-based photographer Nicole Reed. One of the most sought-after photographers going around, Nicole has taken photos for all sorts of people. Comedians like Peter Hellier and Anne Edmonds, musical acts like the Hilltop Hoods, and sports stars like Buddy Franklin. If you want to see how great her work is, I suggest you head over to her Instagram page. It's Nicole Reed Photographer. While you're at it, you may as well jump on her website, which is www.nicolereed.photography. Get in contact and book in a shoot today. Now let's get back to the podcast. So you scrap the <laughs> you scrap the uh, projector mm-hmm. eventually. When I reckon did, it'll come you, back. When did you? <laughs> when did you start um, being good? No. By the way, there's some people that use projector amazingly well. Yeah, oh, absolutely. I just don't think I was using it good. Yeah, I just don't think it suits your. Yes. You're more of a just it's, you and the microphone flicking and kicking and. Yeah, it's very hard to do a high yeah, kick when yeah, I've got a projector screen yeah, behind yeah. me. 
When did the kicks and the flicks start coming in? <laughs> uh, I think the hair flicks have always been there. Yeah. But technically, Dan, you always tease me about flicking my hair during a set. <laughs> technically, I am just moving my fringe back in place. I just do okay. it. I just time it at the end of a punchline yeah. to make it look like it's part of the end. <laughs> yeah. But I'm actually just fixing my hair. Yeah. So yeah. get off my case, <laughs> you fucking homophobe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, 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 I don't get me wrong. I think your, your material's fantastic, right? You make me laugh a lot, but geez, the timing of your kicks and flicks. Thanks, mate. Are perfect. Do you no, they're insecure. It? No, of course. It's for me, it is here's a punchline, audience. And just in case you don't know what's the punchline, I'm going <laughs> to physically kick the air. <laughs> So you know that's the point where you're meant to laugh. Like it's all from insecurity. If I feel weird about a certain joke, I just start twirling and flicking my fringe and I high kick. I do all sorts of weird shit when I'm not very comfortable with a bit. And it's kind of developed into a style, I suppose. I do it a lot more with you because you see me when we're doing – we mostly see each other do gigs on Roadshow. Yeah. And most of those gigs we are in theatres performing yeah. to quite big audiences. Mm. I do kick less in my solo <laughs> shows, I think. Okay. I think I relax a little bit more. Got to conserve your energy over an hour. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Bottled up a bit more. Uh, how, how do you enjoy the festivals and, and each year the process of finishing in, say, June, unless you go to Edinburgh in August. Mm-hmm. And you got to get ready again, yes. roll around again because you don't want to lose that momentum right. into the next season. Yes. How do you find all that? How do you find like the writing? Do you feel like you're getting better at, at coming up material in a smaller amount of time? Because I notice for myself the window gets smaller where you right. have time to write the more work you're getting. Yeah. You know, you've got to sort of really balance everything and yeah. leave time to be able to write. But you're also a, a very – disciplined comic and you're one of those comics that i'll see in july or august and you'll be like oh, i'm doing some new tonight and i'll be like go and fuck yourself <laughs> i've been milking this this hour from this year i've got six more months of milking these gags uh, so you uh i admire that you you do new a lot earlier than a lot of people but you know that right um yeah sure. yes. you, i just like to get a head start because you don't yeah. want to be nerd I don't want to be come Christmas time and be, you know, when everything kicks off in mid late Jan. Yeah. I don't want to be Christmas time only having. Yeah, 10 I minutes. think I've become better at. I've been. I've become better at knowing what is a one line joke and probably what's some stuff there that's probably got two or three more minutes of meat on it. Okay, you're putting notes in your phone all year round though, and you know, yeah. how about don't be lazy with this and try and give it more. Yeah, because I'll yeah. just be like, "There's the punchline," and it's yeah. like. Nine second bit yeah. where you could probably get in there and yeah. I reckon that's what Fatten I've become a little a bit. bit better at yeah, over yeah. the years. Yeah. But I love uh, 55 minutes with my audience and audience is what I write for. Mm. I don't love gigs. You know that. I don't <laughs> love room gigs. I always feel like I'm not really myself and I yell a lot and say fuck a lot more than I normally do because <laughs> I'm just so... Well, I just want but everyone you do, in the room. you do enough to be able to test your material. And yeah, sure. See where it's at. But I don't think yeah. I'm testing any new till like November, December. Okay. When I'm yeah. hitting panic, I care heaps about what comics think, and so I'm always stressing about who's there, who's yeah. in the back. Um, have yeah. they've heard me do that bit two nights ago? I get all in my head about stuff I probably shouldn't. Okay. But if I know I have an audience for 55 minutes and they've decided that they want to come and see me, yeah, I have a really good time. That must throw back to you doing that midsummer. Three, you know, your first gigs were fifty-minute, yeah, things because it's the total opposite of what what everyone else does. It probably in, will even enjoys. Like a lot of comics would probably prefer a five or a right twenty-minute spot where they can just go bang, bang, bang. Yeah, as but opposed like, to having yeah, to sure. Yeah, but like even with spots, if I have to do, you know, a twenty-minute spot, um, I'm so much more comfortable with that than mm. seven. Yeah. Or five, right? Um, because in twenty, I can make a little time. I can do a mini show. Mm. Does that make sense? Like I'll yeah. put a bit. God, this is a fag that's watched a lot of musicals. I'll. I can. I'm so much more comfortable if I know there's a beginning, middle, and end, yeah. and there's a kind of a reason for that twenty minute rant. Yeah. Um. But take that away, and it's a seven minute spot. I go all well, weird. I don't know what yeah. to do. Yeah, I just think that's your way of doing everything. Like the. It sounds like when you do. Uh, when you do come to doing a new bit, is it quite like do you rehearse it and remember it a lot in your head? Or, um, so when you do it I live, will, it's it's ready to go. I'll type it out on my computer like it's an essay. Yeah, 
but then I won't ever look at really at it again. Yeah. But I have to at least once type it out like that. Mm. And then I'll try and just see how we go the first few times I say it. Right. Yeah. And you're heading back to Edinburgh this year? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that beam of positivity yeah. that's just... You had last year off, didn't you? Yeah. So what I did was I thought, why make it easy? And why do Edinburgh twice in a row and get some sort of momentum happening <laughs> when you can just pull and stop all momentum <laughs> and take a year off and go back this year and have to start fresh, <laughs> start from the ground again? Can't wait. Yeah. So this will be your second go? Third. Third. Yeah. So did you have a year off between your first, first and second? No, I did the first year, then the second year, and then yeah. I took last year off. Right. Yeah. I'm doing it because of a couple of reasons. One, it absolutely makes you better. Mm. You can't rest on your laurels over in Edinburgh. Mm. You can't be lazy. Yeah. So that's good. It's always good to like re-energize yourself and be nervous again and yeah. have to fight a bit to win an audience over. So it will definitely make me better. Gets you stage fit. And two, I really like my show. Mm. That's good. Which is it's nice to be in, in August and still liking your show. A lot of people, yeah, because you would have done it 50 times already this year, 2019, yeah. you know. Yeah, but because um, I didn't do it last year, but I did a show last year, if there's some bits that they don't really particularly love over there, I've got a fair bit of things yeah. to swap it over with because I've kind of got two shows worth of stuff. Well, that's great. Good position to be in. Yeah, I'm definitely not going over to make money because I won't. Definitely <laughs> not going over to you know, plant seeds to move to the UK and develop some new career over there because mm. I kind of really love it at home. But um, the main reason I'm doing it is just to stay on top of it. Yeah. To not get lazy as a comic. And if you, if you keep going back there, it'll be, you know, get that repetition like you're saying, build a bit of a crowd over there. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, there's heaps about it. All you guys are coming, big contingent. Um. You get to see heaps of comics, great comics. Mm. You get to see all the UK it guys. It's a great place, isn't it? Great yeah, it's pretty city. sick. It's and really if you like, if you, the hard, like my advice for anyone listening to this podcast, <laughs> a very small percentage of you that are going to go do Edinburgh as a performer, <laughs> try and be not a performer as much as you can and just go and see shows. Yeah. And just kind of be in the audience as well. Soak it up. And just go and see some late night mm. shows or go see some shit during the day. There's even really good stand up on during the day. Yeah. When you're not nervous about your show yet. If you do all that stuff, it can be pretty great. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know? Uh, will Cody, your partner, be going over nah. with you? No. He's going to stay here and look after. He's going to look after Darby, Darby mate. Yeah, Darby. You know? Still, uh, for anybody that started listening at the start of this podcast, <laughs> which I hope all of you did, Darby still sitting directly behind Nath in mm. the couch looking at me. Kind of a bit more relaxed now. Like yeah. She's fallen down to, to lay down. She is chilled. She's still... Hasn't come within, I'd say she hasn't been within three metres of me yet. Yeah. Uh, and I still have three treats here on the table for good on her. Good dubs. She just knows how competitive comedy is. <laughs> she knows that you're not really my friend. <laughs> uh, I just mentioned Cody there, your partner. Yeah. Uh, I'm looking, as we sit in this lounge room, looking at a first prize Iron Man Cairns mm. glass award that is very impressive. Nice trophy there. Um, he's a gun triathlete. Yep. And you are not, you prick. Is that what that was? Going? No, you, you had the pleasure <laughs> yes. of traveling around with him and watching different yeah. triathlons, and mm. you got a ripper gag out of it. That's true. I got, got a good to, bit. You got to give him that. I've got a great so, bit from it. Yeah, you can't win. You're about being dragged around to. No, I'm not. When you're getting a, a couple of million views mm. on a bit about triathlons. That's true. Um, how are you slowly getting into the triathlon? Watching? Do you do you meet um, other other partners of people? And yeah, there's a bit of that going on. The the funniest part. I mean, it's a, also a dream for a comic, but also just like this is a bit odd. After that bit went nuts online, mm. the triathlon rant mm. that year when I went to Noosa, um, there was a little bit of there's that triathlon comic <laughs> <laughs> because did you obviously just flick your hair. Or, uh, <laughs> did a whatever. high kick and away I went. <laughs> yeah. No, because it was that thing where. Um, most people watching that clip were in that bubble, yeah. were triathletes, mm. were people that were training, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So that was weird because you would never think our worlds would ever kind of collide. Yeah. I had a couple of gig offers to come and like Great. perform my triathlon bit before triathlons. I said <laughs> no to all of them. <laughs> I said no to all of them. Like I'm absolutely not coming up and performing my triathlon bit on the beach. <laughs> On some makeshift stage 
for five minutes at seven o'clock in the morning. That yeah. was actually one of the offers. Okay. It was like a seven a.m. Good, good coin there. Good buns. Not, not enough for me to say. Yeah. Okay. Yes. It's obviously less than ten grand. Then. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine? Um, but yeah. So look, Cody and I are very different people. We have very different lives. Mm. That's good though. I reckon it's good. Um, yeah, it's nice to have someone that's got to. You can get away then. You can get away from the. It's true. Stem. And his his job is medical research, so he spends mm. his days. Nowhere near jokes, <laughs> nowhere near the comedy bubble. I'm in the bubble. And so when we kind of hang out at night, I think maybe we're both a bit of an escape mm. for the other one. That's nice. That's nice, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. Uh, do you understand how – like have you paid attention to how triathlons work and everything now? Like do you um, understand times and yeah, what comes I'm getting first? Yeah, well, m- mainly, m- mainly with him. Yeah. I don't really care about anyone else. Yeah. But, you know, I'll know what, what leg of his is – Harder or the yeah. swim or the bike, or I'll know if like that's good, but also Dan, there's now apps which are so good that tell you everything as it happens in real time. And you can follow him, yeah, you just put movement. in the person you're following and it gives you like all their split times yeah. and their lap times and their yeah, all that crap. And Even what? the fact that I'm saying these words, <laughs> <laughs> you should be very grateful. Um, so you ne- do you think there'll ever be a time where you're like, fuck it, I'll just give one a go. I'll just give it. I try- no. Yeah. No. Oh. I wish I'd like exercise. Do you like it? Uh, I, like I like to play like sport. cricket. Or, yeah, I like to go and play like a social sport. Sure. I do go to the gym, but only I don't, I'm not looking to be massive or anything. No. Triathlon's probably a bit of a stretch for me. Like yeah. I, I don't know if I'd do that. I mean – He's even uh, stepped it up from a triathlon. Now he's doing Ironmans. Really? So, so that was an just... Ironman. So that was nine, oh, right. so that was nine hours. Fucking hell. That's what I mean. That's, yeah, that's it gets to a long. point where yeah. it's a bit mental. Yeah, I can do and a flight look, for nine hours, but I don't think I could do a, <laughs> you know, an Ironman. And look, it's not all smooth sailing. I've had fights with him about, you know, I wish he gave me as much attention as he gives his <laughs> fucking training bike. <laughs> You know, I've said what about me to him a few times in the last few months when he's off on some training camp for the weekend or, you know, going for a four and a half hour run in the morning and then a three hour ride in the afternoon. I'm like, yeah, what about, when are you going to hang out with me? <laughs> or us? Are you or holding us. Derby at the time? There's, yeah. a bit of, there's been a bit of that. Yeah, right. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I'm jealous of a Fitbit. Yeah. Fucking hell. But, uh,. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't know. I wish, I wish I liked exercise. I don't yeah. know if there's people listening that do it every day. It's just part of their day. Mm. I'm in awe of those people. I yeah. hate it. Right. It hurts. It's boring. <laughs> Anytime I've tried over the years, I just give up. Yeah. Just, you, you are actually working out though in a 55-minute show. You. And if you've seen how many twirls yeah, I do. you're moving a lot. I move a lot. Yeah, I reckon you'd burn. You'd have to burn three or 400 calories in a, in, a, in a session. All... All the while in very tight jeans. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Um, your teeth are uh, looking great as well at Thank the moment. We both went on a similar path, mm. uh, which is Invisalign. Sucking dick. Oh, <laughs> hang on. Whoops. Sorry, Laura, if you're listening. Uh, yeah, we were in, we were braces buddies in our thirties. Isn't yeah, that cute? Yeah. Well, it's not really braces. Invisalign. Sorry. It's a guard for your teeth that mm. straightens them slowly. So it's braces. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we had them at the same time. Yeah. But they're you, gone now. What? I'm done. I didn't even think you had crooked teeth before that. They weren't bad. Bad. I just wanted them to be a little bit better. Perfect. <laughs> Thank you. That's the, if that's the word that comes to mind, Dan. When you look yeah. at my face, then I'm not going to argue. Um, yeah. I don't know, Reason bored. I bring up. Yeah. Invisalign, straight teeth. Have you, or would you think you'll angle to try and, as your star increases <laughs> in the in the comedy world, trying to get a sponsorship yeah, deal? Well, it's yeah. over now, or, so I can't. But you could still do an ad. You could still be like, offer money. Yeah. Like oh, absolutely. Mm. I would. Like do a little it. shot of you on stage, flicking and kicking, and then back to you, like here Ding. with Darby, like, yeah, I just thought yeah. I'd get them. And That's true. Look, I will do anything for money. I have absolutely mm. no artistic integrity yeah. at all. Yeah. So if you are listening, yes, the answer is yes, I will mm. do your ad. I don't want to name names, but I think we've started a trend because I now know of about four other comics currently absolutely. using Invisalign. Yeah. And we'll just leave it to the listener to look at teeth and figure out. <laughs> Who those people are. <laughs> um, I also want to talk about uh, a, a little crazy t- – we've toured a bit, as you mentioned earlier. Mm. We did uh, Asia last year, 2018. Mm. Uh, we did Malaysia, Hong Kong, Singapore. 
we had a pretty and cra- KL, Malaysia, Hong Kong, Singapore, KL. Yeah, yeah. Kuala Lumpur's in Malaysia. Yeah, but I mean, like specifically KL. Yeah, okay. Yeah, Kuala Lumpur. So yeah. Ma- yeah, Kuala Lumpur's in Malaysia. Yeah, all right. Edit that bit out too. We'll leave it in. Whatever. <laughs> um, the listeners can know I'm a dumb. I bitch. want to talk about our typhoon day. <laughs> yeah. And how crazy that was. Um, <laughs> we were in Hong Kong. And an alert had gone across all of Hong Kong Island that uh, typhoon. a typhoon, a imminent. Serious, yeah, an imminent typhoon was coming. We went out on the street. The warning went to the highest number. Yeah. yeah I remember that. Yeah. And we thought, let's go get something at a cafe before it gets here. <laughs> mm. We went outside and it had clearly already begun, begun because the streets were, it was like a, a like apocalypse oh, movie. Yeah. Like there was no, there was... This is Hong Kong, you, you've never, like, it's a lot of people mm. in a small amount of space. When you walk out and there's not a person in sight, um, but we kept, we pushed on. <laughs> we went to the cafe. Mm. Uh, the word brave gets yeah. thrown around quite a lot. Yeah. <laughs> it was all because of hunger. Yeah. It was all because of bakery yeah. treats, was yeah, our yeah. real drive. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, amazingly, the bakery was open. Mm. And they served us, the only people willing to get out and amongst Wasn't it, it you? you us two and Susie. Susie that's yeah. right. And um, we survived. We survived. But when we got to the bakery, Gid, to a manager, texted. <laughs> it was all so dramatic. Texted, we don't know how long we're going to be locked in for. Mm. Get supplies. Yeah, it's a lot. Or get enough for everyone. Mm. So we were in a bakery and the amount we ordered, <laughs> the whole thing is probably a big old trick yeah. to make more money from tourism. Yeah. We went into that bakery and I got real dramatic mm. because I don't know if you've worked this out about me. I'm quite good at that. <laughs> I was so ready to be in an emergency situation. We ordered a lot baguettes, of emergency yeah. baguettes. Sweets. And sweets. Now, the best thing is we got across – it had started to sprinkle that the people had gone into their homes. Everybody had bunkered down. It was getting windier, mm-hmm. windier. We got back with enormous amount of supplies and – the typhoon turned and went back out to sea. It never came. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and we now sat in a hotel that you're allowed to leave now because of everything course. had been lifted. The streets were back to normal. But mm. we now had four days' worth of bakery goods <laughs> that nobody wanted. <laughs> but we survived, guys. That's the point of the story. Yeah. We got out of there alive. That was cool, huh? That roadshow was so interesting because it was the first time I'd ever – because Singapore have really strict performance l- rules mm. and because the roadshow that goes to Singapore was very much co-funded by the government, maybe not co-funded, but the government had a lot to do with it, mm. we weren't allowed to be in any way offensive or mm. – and there's so many laws. We had mm. to send our scripts yeah. to a department that had to be approved and I don't know about how, how yours went, but my gayness mm. <laughs> got <laughs> Could you believe? Yeah. Got flagged. Yeah. And they sent back specific things that they were uncomfortable with and they asked for footage. Yeah. So the government were asking for footage of me performing these particular bits about the gayness yeah. that they wanted to double check was all like fine. Yeah. And I'm like, if you say to me that I can't mention that I'm gay, mm. um, probs can't do the gig. <laughs> <laughs> you want my spot I to be two and a half yeah. minutes? Yeah. yeah. Everyone got a couple of mum gags <laughs> and then I'm off. Yeah. Off the stage. Um, but God, he flicks his hair a lot for a straight man, isn't he? <laughs> it's not going to really work when a guy walks out in girls' jeans going, hey, how good's puss? Yeah. And then does a high kick and spins <laughs> and flicks his fringe. How's that? That you, being, you, you, all your gay material was had to be vetted. I sent my stuff in. I had a joke about murdering teenage boys with a gun. And, and no, no dramas. Of course yeah, not. Yeah. Uh, but it was fine and all was fine. But that Singapore gig was the first time in a really long time I was super, super nervous. Right. Like, mm. couldn't eat, shaky hands, weird voice. But then nervous. it turned out to be. And it was fine. Yeah, except pretty much like performing in Melbourne. It's yeah, just well, like a Western yeah. crowd, a yeah. few locals, mm. good times. And we yeah. survived, which was the main thing. Yeah. <laughs> that was the point of that story was that yeah. we're surviving. Yeah. <laughs> I'll play. Um, Destiny's, Destiny's Child, Child. right, Survivor. a little sting there. Thank I'll you. I'll edit that in. Um, what, what, so what's next? You've got Edinburgh coming up 
uh, very soon. Edinburgh is very soon. So go see Nath if you're in Edinburgh. Thank you. Please come and see Edinburgh. I uh, will. When you come back? Uh, when I come back, I don't know. I can't lie to you. I mm. don't know. Uh, I think I will. I will do another show again next year, just because I had a really good time this yeah. year. Bring I might. the overhead projector out again. <laughs> I'll bring that back. <laughs> I should be um, a good boy and start writing early, like mm. you. Maybe I should. Yeah. Um, I wish I could be someone that says to you, I've got this coming up and I want to do this and I want to do that. But I don't know. Mm. Is that bad? I think that's the life of a stand-up. Though. Is it? Yeah. I think the advice I tell myself about our career is work on the things I definitely know will happen mm-hmm. and anything other than that is a bonus. Yeah, yeah. That's kind of how I look at it. Yeah. So at the moment, the only thing I know for sure will happen is a new show yeah. Next year. Yeah. So I'll probably start writing that after Edinburgh. Yeah. And how much do you think Derby will be? <laughs> I don't know. I still haven't got I Darby still haven't dog, that is. got a joke that I think's good enough to do. Mm. And what about Cody? Any I think more that's triathlon? Done. You don't think you go two point triathlon? I don't think I could. I don't well think he's I an Ironman now. You could do an Ironman. <laughs> I'll just gag. do the I'm going to do the, the same exact, thing, but you changed the word. I'm going to do the exact same spot. How fucked are Iron Man? <laughs> <laughs> um, Does he yeah. eat Nutrigrain, by the way? Is he what? Does he eat Nutrigrain? No, that's a crock. Yeah. It's all unhealthy cereal. That's, see, I, not, yeah. That's, fu- yeah, because I used to eat about 10 wheat bix every day. How many can you do? And your answer was 10. Yeah, because of cricketers. Fuck. And then nutritionist mate tells me, you, buddy, that's ridiculous. Are wheat bix bad for you? Well, in that in that many, I think. I think so. Well, I yeah. think ten of anything is bad. <laughs> <laughs> um, so no yeah. Nutrigain. Interesting. Oh yeah. So sorry, an Iron Man does not eat Nutrigain. No Iron Man food. Mm. There you go. There's a spoiler on yeah. this podcast. What a scoop! <laughs> and what a way to end it as well. <laughs> oh, cool. Is that going to be the clickbait? Click yeah. on this podcast. The yeah. one true thing you need to know about Iron Man. Man yeah. Everything's clickbait. Iron Man exposed. Yes. Hmm. Truth about Iron Man. Yeah, not Let's in the leak way. this conversation <laughs> to a current affair. <laughs> well, Nate, thanks very much for taking it easy with me today. Oh, that wasn't all right. Was that all right? Did I do everything correct? You nailed it. Okay. Nailed it. The fire's still going. Darby still starting to pant a bit, actually. Yeah, she's, she, um, she's hot. She's we are sitting hot. next to the heater. Okay, she's getting a bit hot. I've yeah. still got three treats here, which I'm going to try and win her over over the next okay. uh, little while. Do you do an intro to this before I do, the I do chat? An, I'll do an intro. Or and maybe an outro. in that intro, tell them an update. I think in the outro, I'll do the update. Do that at the end of the show. Tell you how I got on with Darby. I mean, like the way I tell you how to do <laughs> your own podcast yeah. that you've been doing for quite a while without any feedback from me. <laughs> I don't like my chances. Though, I must admit, I, I don't know if she'll ever warm to me if she hasn't by now. She's fine, mm. bitch. Mm. All right. Thanks, Nate. Take Thank you, Dan. I love you. <laughs> hey, thanks for listening. If you'd like to get around Nate, he's on Instagram and Facebook at Nate Valvo. That's V-A-L-V-O. You can find him there. He's also doing Edinburgh Fringe. I go see your show if you have the chance and you're up in Edinburgh. Or if you know someone there, send them along. Uh, if you've enjoyed this podcast, please tell your friends. Uh, they can subscribe on iTunes or if iTunes is dead by the time you hear this, they can go on the new Apple Podcast section, Daniel Connell taking it easy. Or they can listen on Spotify. The, the, all the episodes are now on Spotify, this one and 32 others. You can check them out on there or you can check them out on my website, which is danielconnell.com.au. You can listen straight through there. Uh, while you're on the website, if you do go there, you might as well join my mailing list. It'd be much appreciated. And check out my gigs page for all live shows coming up. Uh, and while, if you're in a real liking and following mood, maybe check out my Instagram and Facebook page, which is Daniel Connell Comedy, and give those a like and a follow. That'd be cool. And that is all. Thanks very much, and take it easy.